And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest. I'm Coach Dave Baumgartner, and my co-host, Hall of Fame Coach Ted Huber, will be along shortly as we get another incredible interview. We're going to be talking to a gentleman who won not one, not two, not three, but four state championships in Indiana High School football, and we'll be telling you more about that in just a few moments. Taking a look at uh, what was going on around the world in 1981, First of all, Lady Di marries uh, Prince Charles over in England, and President Ronald Reagan appoints Sandra Day O'Connor as the first woman to be appointed to the Supreme Court. And in the movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark makes its premiere and is a number one box office smash hit from Hollywood. And speaking of the Raiders in pro football, the Raiders defeated the Eagles by a score of 27 to 10 in the Super Bowl. And in 1981, the Clemson Tigers claimed their first ever national championship in football under the direction of Coach Denny Ford, who was 33 at the time, the youngest coach ever to do that. They defeated Tom Osborne and the Cornhuskers from Nebraska by a score of 22 to 15. And that's what was going on back in 1981. And coming up next, we've got an interview with Coach Chuck Stevens, who was head coach at Franklin Central and he claimed four state championships while being the head coach at Franklin Central. So Coach Huber and I will be back to talk to Coach Stevens right after this message. Almost every business uses promotional products to let everyone know about their business. Coffee mugs, ink pens, keychains, just about anything you can imagine. WILE is all about promotion. That is why we are excited to introduce our new business, Big Cat Promotions. With over 50,000 products available, Big Cat Promotions can deliver what you want, when you want it, and make it affordable and effective. Call us today, 268-9830 or 551-5916. Remember, our business is to promote your business. And welcome back, everyone, once again to the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest. And we are talking, are going to be talking to Coach Chuck Stevens. And along with me, of course, is uh, my Hall of Fame buddy, Coach Ted Huber. He's going to be conducting most of the interview. I'll throw a question in there now and then. But Coach Stevens, welcome to our show, and thanks for, uh, thanks for spending some time with us. I appreciate your having me. All right, okay. so go ahead, Ted. All right, so Chuck, everything for you starts in Missouri, I think. Yes, I was. A, it was a suburb, a very small town. It probably uh, it is. Uh, my house was probably three miles from where Arrowhead Stadium is right now. But uh, yeah, I was Graytown High School, and I played for a Hall of Fame uh, high school football coach, and he was also a Hall of Fame track coach. And then I went to Missouri Valley College, which is in Marshall, Missouri, and uh, my coach there was a college football Hall of Fame coach. Uh, and uh, funny thing was, we uh, only thing I knew was single wing. Uh, my high school coach, we ran spinner single wing. Missouri Valley College was a spinner single wing school. Uh, at one time, they had the the winningest, uh, biggest win streak in college football history was 48 games until Oklahoma beat it, and uh, that was back in the 50s. Wow! So that's very fortunate. Okay, so then you uh, you're going to end up being in Indiana to start with in your high school career. Yes, I was. I, I wasn't finding any jobs that seemed to be particularly attractive to me. I wanted to. I didn't want to coach. I didn't want to be a junior high coach. Uh, I didn't want to be a head coach in a small school because I knew I didn't know anything, and so uh, 
I, I was looking to get in a big school. I couldn't do that. And I, uh, Chuck Robbins had just got the job, uh, the year before in 1961 in, uh, at Southport high school. And he had two job openings. And, uh, so he had been a teammate of my high school coach in Missouri Valley. And, uh, he came out to my house. His parents still lived in, in Raytown. And, uh, he came out and uh, visited with me and got me an interview and basically did the interview. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm coaching at Southport High School. <laughs> and the other coach was John Winger, who uh, had been on Bobby Wilbur. Not, not Bobby Wilbur. He'd been on Bobby uh, Springer's staff at Sacred Heart. And then Bobby went to Ben Davis and John came to Southport. And uh, through those guys, through Bobby and through John and Chuck, I mean, he was very, you know, he's very successful. I just met so many people. They just, and like I said, I, uh, when we'd go out, I'd just sit in the corner or sit at the end of the table, sat there and listen. And uh, I, I was blessed. I was very fortunate. Well, you must have listened pretty good because uh, things are going to look up for you here a little bit. You, uh, what, three, four years at Southport as an assistant? Yes. And, and to show how things have changed, I I got a I got a letter from my college coach. Not a, but there were no cell phones then, and uh, it it said uh, there was a small town in uh, in uh, Missouri between Kansas City and Marshall, Higginsville High School. Very good football program. He said the Higginsville High School job is open. You have an interview on November twenty. <laughs> At 12 o'clock, please don't be late. <laughs> I had no clue. I was I was happy at Southport. I was I was getting the people, and I mean it, things couldn't be better. And the next thing I know, I'm le- I I take off after a basketball game on, on Thanksgiving and, and drive to Missouri and, and interview for a head coaching job. And the next thing I know, I'm moving back to Missouri. Okay, so the Higginsville uh, in Missouri, and what three years there? I was four years there as a coach and started a wrestling program, and uh, and then I uh, decided I I wanted to, I wanted to try to get into college coaching, and I took a, a graduate assistantship at Central Missouri State, which is only about twenty miles down the road, and it was fifty miles outside of Kansas City, uh, and I went down there. And then the next year I got hired on full time when I was there for four years. And uh, then I had one more year at another high school. I got let go because I, uh, they had a rule that if you went ahead coach, you had to work for the doctorate. And I already had 30 hours past the master's uh, a specialist degree. And I wasn't making $10,000. And I was going to have to go out to uh, Wyoming or someplace out there where these guys would all go to get their residency one year and do that i i had a baby and, uh i wasn't making ten thousand dollars a year I, I said i i can't do that so they they gave me a terminal contract and so i coached one more year at um, at, a, at a high school in missouri before i came back to indiana mm-hmm. and so then you end up back and then when you do come to indiana uh you go right to franklin central yeah uh okay. i got the job by default uh I think they interviewed every. They wanted to. Get, I think they wanted to get a, a guy from a Catholic program because that's who was who, who. That's some of the people that were being successful in Indianapolis. 
I'll just say that was another thing where, like John Dwinger, I'd kept in touch with him through all the years and Chuck, but uh, I was probably closer with John on a just a, on a social basis, and uh, he he let me know about the job, and uh, like I say, that was, I was I was looking for a job, so mm. that so I moved. Now, was that was Franklin Central an established high school at that time, or was it something that was formed as a result of a consolidation or something? I'm just uh, no, it it had been a it had been a high school for you know I think uh, it might have been had a different name for a while, but it wasn't a consolidation. Okay, okay. It was a new Bethel something, and then uh, but they started football. Actually, Angus Nickerson started uh, in the late '40s was the first head football coach. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I got you going there in like 1974. Actually, it was, uh, seven, was the fall of 75. Fall of 75. Okay. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how things progressed there uh, to start with, and then obviously you end up winning four state championships, three of them in a row. It was a culture shock uh, for those kids. It's probably for me. But- <laughs> I'd inherited some, you know, some pretty good players. We did, we won uh, four and five the first year, but uh, we beat Columbus East in the second game, and they, uh, the year before or two years before, they'd been state finalists, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we won our first, they'd won their first homecoming game in about, I don't know how many years, and uh, we none of our kids had ever been on a winning homecoming team. <laughs> and then we we beat uh, Decatur Central and Pike. So we uh, we ended up being the they they used to divide Marion County into two divisions the A division, which was the big schools like North Central and mm-hmm. and Warren Davis, and then the smaller ones like Decatur and Pike and mm-hmm. and uh, Groven us. And so we ended up being the county B division champions, and everybody mm-hmm. that was a pretty big deal. But yeah. we had most kids coming back, and we had our first Austin for a running back, and he actually. As bad as we were compared to the to Lawrence Central and, and uh, Warren, hey, who we played, they uh, he made all county two years as a junior and uh, and the senior. So mm-hmm. we had we had some kids that they didn't look like much, but they 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 could play football. Now, coach, let and me then, let, sorry, uh, let me ask you this: did did you feel like you had to kind of change some attitudes when you came into Franklin Central? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I knew they were good athletes. So they'd won the, they'd won basketball sectionals, and they'd always been a, a top team in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they just didn't have. But we were, they had just started a youth league program, and, uh, and I was fortunate that I got, I hired a guy named Tom Kissinger, or they hired him. I didn't have anything to do with it, and he ended up being my middle school coordinator for the whole time I was there. And mm-hmm. after two years. He did everything. I didn't have to meet with him anymore. They right. came, they came and saw me when they, when they felt like they wanted to. But they, they were, they were wonderful. And uh, there never, there just never had been a program from the bottom up. And so, like I said, we won four games that first year. Then we came back the next year and we lost. We won, uh, we won seven. We were seven and, uh, or maybe we were six. I'm not sure what it was, but. Uh, the first year we got beat by Lawrence Central, fifty-six to fourteen on Halloween night, Ooh. and and uh, they were their coverage teams were wearing uh, Halloween masks. Oh my gosh, which, which was pretty humiliating. Yeah, and uh, 
JR sort of tried to laugh it off, but Larry Handy was a friend of his, and he didn't think he was very funny. Mm-hmm. But he told me, JR, we're going to build a program and we're going to kick your butt once this is all over. Mm-hmm. But in 76, they had Risley and all those guys then. But in 76, uh, you know, we, we showed vast improvement, but we, uh, we missed the. Pl- I I didn't even know how to figure how to get in the playoffs then. Right. Uh, so, but we we were close to it. Of course, not very many teams qualified. The next year we were seventh. We we won seven games again. We beat Lawrence North, and we beat uh, Lawrence Central. And mm-hmm. if we would, I scratched Lawrence Central. And if we wouldn't have scratched him and would have scratched Warren, we'd have been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if, we beat two really good. We beat two really good teams. Beat Pike, Decatur, and all that. We lose the we lose the Beach Grove in an overtime game, which was a big rival for us. That was a, that was a they lived right next door to us, right. and uh, and then uh, we lost to Greenwood, who had not won a game. Oh, and they they uh, I don't know how they didn't win a game, but anyway, so mm. we didn't make the playoffs again. And then we then we had a we had a sort of a reset and. Uh, I said at one, I don't know if this is appropriate, at one clinic, I said, they, you know, we, we had a big turnaround in 79, but we sort of flushed the, the toilet and, and we right. we had attitudes and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, didn't change anything in the middle school, but we changed the things in the high school and we came out the next year and in 1979, we went 10-0 and uh, made the playoffs for the first time and faced uh, Noblesville in the uh, in the playoffs, right. and uh, and they had and that year Noblesville, uh, show you how I wasn't very smart because I thought we had a chance to beat them. At not, and I'd seen the film; they'd act, they'd beaten Carmel that year, so mm-hmm. you know they good. So I was Adam; I was hallucinating. But, uh, <laughs> we stayed pretty close, but uh, that's uh, our kids then went to the went to watch Blackford play Noblesville, and uh, I think they. They got the idea that hey, we're not that far away, so uh, right. And th- and then we came back the next year and we went thirteen and up, and uh, we're state champions. And then uh, we we won. We were thirteen and one, and uh, state champions again. And then Carmel had also won two in a row, so it was like they were making a big deal out of who would be you know somebody who's going to be the first team to win three in a row and. and uh, <laughs> And uh, we played uh, we played McCutcheon, and they were not. And we'd lost to we lost to the Cater and uh, and Pike in the regular season, mm-hmm. but we had enough because of the point system. Then we had and the number of three A teams that we played. There was only three classes, right. and we were two. We got extra points, and so we qualified. Mm-hmm. And then we we marched through the. I mean, we were dominant in the in the uh, state playoffs. State playoffs, and right. then. And beat, we subbed in the fourth quarter for uh, uh, against McCutcheon, and they had a good team. But if we, but we, I think having played in Marion County, that gave us a, right. a little bit of a right. And, sure. And, and funny story I'll tell you on that is that Bert Austin was a part. He was our running back for right. three years. Right. And uh, Bert, uh, first first time to catch the ball in his high school career was against Shelbyville 
opening game of sophomore year, and he ran it back for a touchdown. <laughs> and the last play that he carried the ball was in the was in the like the first series in the fourth quarter against McCutcheon, and he took about a twenty-five yard of it. So his mm. first carry after he were touchdown. Wow! So both so the great. Curve. Yeah. So he started and ended with a touchdown. He sure did, and wow. that didn't happen. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Mm. And then we had him down, you know, and then we again we got we, we sort of regrouped again in uh, '86. We were state runner-up. Got beat by a DeKalb team that just they set the rushing record, the most plays run. Right. It was a close. We, you know, the score wasn't that bad, but we couldn't get the ball away from them. Mm-hmm. And '87, uh, we had one of our best teams, but we got upset in the uh, regionals. Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't get a quarterback's name, but he did it to everybody. Right. And he beat us. And uh, and then in '88, we were state runner-ups against uh, Goshen when they had Rick Meyer. Right. '89, we were runners-up against Colbert, uh, and that was another close game. Came mm-hmm. down to the end. Mm-hmm. And then '90, uh, uh, that and that was probably our best game, and uh, that was our best line, our biggest line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had Leron Moore, and we finally had a we had a, a real quarterback. Right. Uh, junior so uh and that was it for me <laughs> okay so coach you had four state four state championship teams and then how many times were you runner up then we were three three times okay so seven times you were in the state finals you won four of them yeah wow that's that's incredible coach that's <laughs> that's quite a record you got to coach them up and uh you know obviously you had the right formula and the right coaches and the right kids and uh wow and that's always a credit to the head coach of course so that's a fantastic run Ted, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt here. Yeah, I fell asleep here uh, <laughs> waiting for you two guys. Uh, anyway, uh, Chuck, we, uh, you know, we're really excited about the fact that, you know, I used to love to go to clinics and, and listen to you talk because you're the first person I was ever at a clinic uh, watching that would bring players and the equipment and you might talk about your off-season program, and and the kids would be doing it while you were, you know, while you were talking. So I I just thought that was excellent. I really did. We didn't have a weight when they built the new high school. They built it, and we moved into it in my second year. They built it with the idea they wanted to have a sectional basketball tournament, mm. and they built him to do that. They didn't have a weight room or anything like that, and nobody's even uh, done that. Well, we had a little open space above the swimming pool and they put a universal gym in there and we put as much we put a couple of benches and some other things as much as we could and then inside of that was a little single gym single basketball court and we had a rope maze and we'd put mats down and uh, the first after the first after 1976 uh, when we were in the new high school I went down to the cafeteria and, and, and that day the the, uh, the students uh, the athletes would have like a seventh hour study hall. I went down and pulled all the football players out of seventh hour study hall and got them assigned. And we started our advanced physical conditioning thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the principal and the vice principal, and our vice principal was Al Novak, who'd been the head coach at Arlington. Next year, they said, Let's, We'll make that a class. But they didn't give any credit for it. And then the third year, they started giving credit for it. And that was the first. 
that was the first uh, advanced physical conditioning class. And we lifted three days a week and we did agilities and, and ran steps and did all the different plyometrics and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And started that and, and, and then people started scheduling, you know, they started getting that into their uh, curriculum also. And that was a, so we, we had a, that, that gave us a, a real advantage, I felt like. And uh, so that was a supported administration and they, uh, to do that. And you have to have them, they, you know, they have to be behind the guidance department has to, has to, you know, get on board because, you know, they can say, oh, we're too small of a school to do something like that, or we're too big of a school to do something like that. But when Dick Dullahan came back from Army to go to Ben Davis, the first thing he did, he, he got a, they had a limo, and he brought department heads, administrators, and they came out, and they and they watched our, uh, they observed our uh, seventh-hour class. Right. And on the way back, they said, uh, you, you want to start something like that? And this this was going to be the start of the semester. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, why I went with you there. And they said, you get us 90 days uh, by tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll start the class. Wow. And so we'll, wow. That's so you, you can now tell tell everybody that the reason Dick won so many games is because of your program. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure Dick would dispute that, but anyway. So I told him here he had some kids that he wasn't playing both ways, and we were known for playing guys at least one and a half ways. I said, how the hell can you leave them to and uh, he started letting them. No, I I have great relationships. Well, you know that's what's great about this football game that we have is uh, everybody is willing to help everybody else, and uh, you know so uh, you know that's oh, I me, that's, you know that's what's so special about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, All right, let's go uh, to the All Star game if you can uh, uh, shift gears here a little bit. Uh, you know, and, uh, let's talk about your, uh, your staff. You were the head coach and, um, there's a guy named Wayne Staley that was on the staff. Yes. Um, So you go ahead ahead. and now you go ahead and talk about Wayne Staley because I want to hear this. Okay. Well, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, the all-star game was was in Bloomington and, uh, we practiced twice a day. We walked back and forth to the dorm, and uh, I thank you. I can't. That's been a long time. But the thing was, we were there for two full weeks. That was that was a grind. And I think that mm-hmm. I been, my first All Star game I went to, uh, I went with Chuck Robbins, and and the both staff, both teams were on the same side of the field, which was a really bad deal. And I and there was there seemed to be in those days a lot of bad blood between the north coaches and the south. <laughs> so we get down there and I'm telling you it's hard to stay mad at Wayne Staley because he's he's gonna make so he's gonna go into the hospitality room and he's gonna make people talk to one another. And uh, he he was a he just made it to where everybody we hung out the both staff hung out together. We went uptown together. Uh, he he had a, a a great relationship with uh, Coach Keep is the Keevers uh, because he just right. he just taken the uh, the uh, 
Terre Haute North job or Terre Haute South job, I think. One of the two. Yeah. He was telling me on the schedule. So, so it takes, he made it. He made where everybody socialized, and we 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 had a good picture. We had a good. We had a great time. But yeah, he was an assistant for Dave Enright. They were thicker than thieves, you know. Oh. Those guys. Of course, he was there when they when Dave won a, at Hamilton Southeastern State Championship. And you're right. I mean, he was the social chairman. There wasn't any question about that. Mike but he Gellin, was also a good football coach. Oh yeah. And, and you know, Mike Gellin and, and Bob Gaddis were also part of Enright's uh, right that tree. So yeah, they were. Uh, but yeah, Wayne Wayne was one of a kind. And uh, we hated to lose him, but yeah, that was good. And uh, the other guys were sort of more laid back. And then Paul Osborne, I think, got to come because uh, I can't think of what the guy's name was. Uh, he got sick and couldn't come. And he and he was a he he was a really pleasant guy. And uh, it, it was just it, it was a wonderful experience. And I got yeah. and I got to, I became. Uh, like I say, not being from Indiana, and I didn't, I didn't know, you know, basically I, I was lucky to know the guys that I coached against, and uh, and in the north, and I and I hit it off really good with Les Fine, and uh, I had a lot of fun with him, and he'd always say, well, yeah, I, uh, you guys ran that, uh, we we would run that wingback counter with a tack tackle trap, and uh, he said, yeah, I was up in the bushes watching practices. <laughs> You read that, but it was uh, it was that kind of relationship. We had it was, like I say, it was a it was a fun time. Yeah, I wanted to Paul uh, Paul Osborne was at Tecumseh High School, yeah. and um, that's a little school just off of sixty four down in southern Indiana, and uh, he uh, he was there for quite a long time. And before that, he even coached eight man football. Ooh, yeah. Wow. In the South, yeah. I uh, He was at a Evansville quarterback club meeting and talked one day, and he talked about uh, how they had how had they, they had done eight-man football. And it's interesting now that uh, our association is talking about um, maybe we should start eight-man football again because uh, we don't want to lose some of these smaller schools. Right. So, uh, anyway, I, you know, I thought I'd – That'd be interesting for people to hear mm-hmm. because uh, you know I've never seen a eight man football game, but um, he talked about it and he said it's a lot more fun the game. Yeah, yeah. Rod Ballard, you remember Rod from East Central? I think Rod came in on a motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like easy rider. Yeah, I remember. He's a Lawrence. He was a Lawrenceburg assistant for a while, and then he went to. Sea Breeze, Florida, you know, and maybe that's where he bought the bike. I don't know. Yep. But uh, ended up in Central and uh, won a state championship. We played them in the playoffs three times. They, they, and they played good competition. They went in. They would go into uh, Cincinnati and play teams. And for a school that's out in the middle of nowhere, uh, I'm telling you, they, they got after it. And uh, because, you know, it's, it's it's hard to it's playing top competition every week. It's hard to get better, and uh, they they gave you they gave you a run for the money. He was he was an excellent football coach. Yeah, yeah they got, your staff was uh, 
good coaches and fun kind of coaches. Uh, you know, I looked at the uh, at the northern coaches, and uh, I'll just mention here a couple things, uh, get them on the air. But uh, Bob Cornell, who was a head coach, right. uh, ended up at Manchester College. And if you want to hear uh, really nice things about him, you can talk to Jeff Addison. Because Addison says that he is maybe the greatest role model as a football coach that he's ever been around. And I I don't know. He he had a bunch of – and I don't know whether they were adopted kids or what, but he brought a bunch of kids to the – that were with him and his wife. And I – and he was a great family man. So, yeah, he was a – he was someone that was well-respected and a good coach. And you talked about Les Klein because Les was staff. Actually, this is the second one that he was coached in. He had already been there once, and now he's back again. And then Jim Andrews. You remember Jim? Oh, yeah. Again, another, you know, I, I remember the teams at Northwood. And, and yeah, he was a uh, – I, I just, you know. You know, that's um, – his son's the head coach at Northwood now. Okay. And, uh, you know, he, he died tragically in an automobile accident at the age of 44. Yeah. Um, you know, the other coach was AJ, and uh, he was at, I think he was at uh, Harrison. Right, right. And that that was probably one of the biggest heartbreaks. He gave me one of the biggest heartbreaks in my life. So, uh, but he was, a, you know, he was a great coach, too. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Keith, of course. He was at Fort Wayne Lowers. He, right. he was there a couple times as head coach. He filled in later. Uh, when they had a little situation up there, and he ends up winning the state championship. So, yeah. um, you know, and so again, yeah. yeah, okay, Coach, um, if we're going to, I mean, obviously you're um, someone that's won multiple state championships and uh, been in the show on several occasions. What are a couple of the keys to younger coaches uh, as far as it goes to the formula for success, Chuck Stevens' formula for success. What are some things you'd include in that? I think it's I think it's so much attitude and effort. And I know, you know, the game has changed so much. But uh, you know, I think anybody, Ted, me, anybody, if you stay in it, you're going to evolve. You're you're going to evolve with the game. But still, I think it's the I think the biggest thing is 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 uh, we always thought that we really. We were, I don't think anybody did a better job than us practicing. Uh-huh. And they made as good a job as we did. And we always used to, say, you know, we've got, we've got to get more done in less time than everybody else. Everybody's got the same amount of time. Right. And I think that coupled with our, with our uh, program and, and then attitude and effort. And like I say, we were big, we were a pretty good defensive team. And I was from, so I, from the really old school, we believed in uh, if you didn't know what to do, punt the ball to defense and uh, try to get somebody, kick somebody down inside the 20 yard line and get a turnover and, 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 and you know, uh, approach right. things that. Sure. So we didn't, I probably uh, didn't set the world on fire as far as offensive uh, strategy, but uh, right. Yeah, I just, I, I just think it's, I think it's a preparation and, and having, and you know, just have it's a, it's a, it's a teaching thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I think, I, I, I marvel at how 
could go and watch spring practices at places and watch how those college coaches operate. And I was, it was a college coach. And then come back and then go to some places and watch high school coaches coach. And they're standing there with their hands in their pocket and, you know, and they run a play and then they get back in the huddle, you know. And we always used to like to, you know, run them down and be talking to them when the play's over right. all the way back, all the way back to the huddle and mm-hmm. taking everything you could to, to, you know, hey, coach your, you know, and I would always get on my line coaches when they would want to start criticizing the quarterback. <laughs> Don't you have anybody to watch? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. So anyway, that was, I, again, I just, I was a big, and in preparation, I think, you know, mm. uh, the film thing is, is, has become so much easier for people oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to drive all over, you know, all over the state to get film and, and, uh, right. people were trying to screw you on film exchanges and things right. like that. And, <laughs> and I was a bit in film. I like to say that, but I don't, uh, that's probably not a. That's not a mind blowing uh, answer. No, uh, no, never. that's you know. There's, there's. I think that's, there is tendencies amongst all you guys that are really successful that an organization is a key. And I know, uh, Ted. When I first ran into Ted, uh, the organization that he had was second to none, as far as it goes to our practices and all. I mean, we had a guy. We had a manager standing there with a horn, blowing the horn every five minutes to let us know right. where we're at in the practice schedule. So. That's a, I think that's a key element. I really do. Yeah, I know that. Look, uh, Ted will appreciate this. Coach Mallory, he came to work for me in '82, and like, like the first couple of practices, we when we had to practice, we didn't do the horn thing, but we we stayed on the schedule, and and uh, he was down on another level. He kept calling me, and, "What time is it? How much time?" <laughs> was it? When we got off. We were walking on the field. I that said. Go buy a watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Do you remember any of the kids that played in the game? I do. And uh, I, 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 and you'll never – I'm doing some stuff for our new coach, and I had to go through some of our old uh, uh, football yearbooks that we used to make and trying to find some, some information. And I came upon the star uh, program. 1981 so uh, but what was funny is I was up in Noblesville the other day with my son Charlie uh, watching his, one of his girls play volleyball and his neighbor he just met a, he just met his neighbor uh, a guy that lives in his neighborhood and it was uh, Mike Davis who uh, played linebacker uh, he was a Noblesville kid and uh, when he was a junior he was the he was a linebacker, and he was the lead blocker for uh, oh guy Murray Beaver for Jim when Jim would get uh, when he'd run I formation he'd be uh, he'd be the, the fullback last back yeah mm-hmm. and when they were in full house he'd be one of the halfbacks he never carried the ball but he'd, mm-hmm. he'd go block and uh, and he ran into him and I and uh, so that that was sort of funny and he, he went on to play at Ball uh, State and mm-hmm. was very successful up there but you know I, I think back on those years and uh of course it was a uh i think the score was 14 to 11 uh probably that we probably threw fewer we the south probably broke the record for the fewest passes thrown <laughs> uh, uh our quarterback was was kid named leo lebrada who was our quarterback and he i mean he was a 
he was a good high school quarterback, but he wasn't a great a great throw or anything. And then we had another our other quarterback was uh, Melvin Seifert was from uh, Batesville, and he ended up going. Uh, he went to Butler and played wide receiver, and then he became a he won a state championship at Greensburg, I think, in basketball as a basketball coach. But mm-hmm. those two kids are quarterbacks, and the North had uh, three guys, and and one of them was going to Wisconsin, one of them went to was going to Indiana, I think, and the other one went to, was going to Illinois State. So they had to play, and they were, I mean, they they were the really legitimate deal. And of course, they could only they had to play all three of them, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, but we we had I'm trying to think I've got I've got it written down. Heritage Hills, the fullback King, Bruce yeah, King, Bruce King, right? Who mm-hmm. ended up going had a great career through Purdue played fullback in the pros. Chucky Howard was a running back from Ben Davis. Tom Henderson was a outstanding player for Columbus East and running back. And we played him at slot back and he ran the counter. And uh, we were sort of boring. <laughs> King ran trap and dive and then we ran ISO with uh, with Chucky Howard. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was a uh, it was it was uh, like I say the Martinsville fans were booing because their guy wasn't getting any uh, catches because we weren't throwing the ball, but he <laughs> great. He didn't care. They just wanted to win the game. But uh, yeah, and then we had some great linebackers that that uh, uh, Coach uh, O'Saley was coaching, and uh, so it was a it, it was a good group. I don't really remember that much. I just know that the I think the North. Uh, would have been a favorite because of their quarterback. We had a kid named Jay Linville who had quarterbacked uh, Carmel to a state championship. He didn't want to play, and he he made the regional team, or he made the what do you call it, the region the region team right. as a quarterback. But he didn't want to he didn't want to play quarterback in the game. He wanted to, he was going to go to college and play defensive back, and so that's that's where we played him. And so we used Leo and and uh, Melvin and. Uh, banged it away and then I remember, you know, really line David Craven from Cater Central and he was probably the biggest kid on the field. He was like six four, two seventy. That was huge in those Whoa, yeah. and he he went to Purdue and he he uh he balled like a baby. This is the first time I've ever won anything big. Instead <laughs> 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 that day. But we, it was just a you know, and Ted knows those those two weeks. That, you know, you're on that turf and it's hot down there in that stadium. That was it was brutal. Two, it was a brutal two weeks. I mean, we did. We really yeah, did. it wasn't a fun place to play. I'll tell you that because the first of all, the carpet was about you know a millimeter, so yeah. there wasn't any dip to it. And then, uh, like you said, it would you know the sun would come out. Bloomington may be the most humid place I've ever lived in my whole life. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, it's, you know, I, I, it was interesting to me. You know, Steve Bradley, for instance, you mentioned a quarterback from Knox, went to Indiana. Yes. Uh, you talked about Bruce King. Uh, Jeff Miller from Norwell. He coached Norwell later. And uh, he was an excellent uh, quarterback. And a guy by the name of Chris Ziegler uh, went to Indiana and played. And his son was uh, on the Harry Kills uh, team uh, maybe a couple of years ago. And so, uh, anyway, you know, it's, it's just really, really uh, rewarding to coach in that game and to yeah. be around those kids. I mean, it's just 
I just can't, you know, I, I get chills every time I think about it because when I was in Bloomington, I uh, volunteered to help down there. And then when I got back from being a college coach, I, uh, you know, been very close now. So, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a kind of experience that you can't really explain. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a, a one of a lifetime. Like I said, I I was fortunate enough to uh, I coached once with Jim Belden, and I think it was '86 or '87 uh, when they moved the game to Butler, and uh, and then uh, then of course when they brought us uh, old fogies back that, uh, a couple years ago, that was the the, the kids are still that you know people want to know how are the how are the kids how are the kids I'll tell you kids are always great kids are. Mm. Kids are just—they're fantastic, and mm-hmm. and get the other coaches. I mean, you know, it's just—it's it, a very, very neat experience. Well, I, you know, like I say uh, over and over, uh, I, I just can't explain how, you know, how the All-Star Game, how much it means to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Coach, I, I just want to say thanks, Coach. I appreciate you being with us. Uh, you know, Ted, I—you can sign up on Spotify. It doesn't cost anything. You can hear this. We've got. Uh, I think 11 or 12 episodes so far since 1967 is our first one. We just finished 1980. So there's all kinds of different interviews and uh, talking about, uh, you know, different players and coaches and stories. And so uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, um, it'd be certainly something that uh, you might want to listen to. So, but I'll do that. And welcome back once again, everyone, to the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest. And uh, next up, we're talking to Coach Bob Prescott. Coach Prescott is actually the gentleman who I attribute, uh, given in the name of our uh, the All-Star Digest. And, Coach, uh, we appreciate that, and uh, welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you. It's an honor and a blessing to be speaking with two fine gentlemen as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Now, remember, we got to— You've been drinking you know, wine. Yeah, really. All right, Coach. Uh, obviously, you're deeply involved in the Indiana Football Coaches Association, and uh, that's kind of what we want to focus in on here to start with. And the first thing we want to talk about is uh, being the president of the awards uh, ceremonies and the awards that are handed out, and there are many of them, handed out to um, by the uh, Indiana Football Coaches Association. So, Coach, take it away. Well, I just uh, want to say it's just an honor and a privilege to be able to serve our association and all our fine coaches um, was involved in being a clinic director for about over 20 years and was asked to come alongside Joe Goodman, who was our awards chairman. Um, and, and at the time of his passing, I don't know that I was quite ready to take on everything that Joe done for our association. But, uh, a lot of people help help me and make this work. But, um, you know, we have several kinds of awards that we do um, at our state clinic. We recognize our state champions, our state runner-ups, and our game winners. That they start with coaches that have had 50 career wins, and you know we've had a few that that hit the 300 mark, and that's always a tremendous honor to right. give those coaches recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier that day, during our board of directors meeting, then our board of directors will vote on several awards: the Michael Raybould Award, which is somebody that's played in the All-Star Game and has went on to have great success at the college level. The John Friend Distinguished Service Award, the Bob Springer President's Award, the Rex Kurtz Media Award, uh, the Ken Leffler Memorial Award, which is given to somebody that helps out with our All-Star Game, and then the Tom Kelly Memorial Technology Award. 
And uh, we just try to recognize as many people and coaches as we can throughout the state that just helps our association so much. Right. You know, there, there's, you know, when we think about Dave Lane and everything that he does for our association, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many other people that come alongside that we just want to be able to recognize. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, I, I try to facilitate that and, and help out as much as I can. Right. And there's, there's, uh, I don't know how many awards, but just with all the plaques and all the trophies and all the things that are handed out, uh, coach, that's uh, no uh, small task to get all of that uh, squared around and get that done. And, uh, getting the selections done and getting the trophies engraved and all that kind of thing. So that uh, is a big task. And I know it's well appreciated by uh, the members of our uh, coaching association that uh, receive these honors and see our good friends receive honors too. So uh, it's deeply appreciated, I know, by, by everybody. Absolutely. And uh, I'm just the kind of guy that just helps facilitate it. Um, there's a lot of guys that do a lot of work. I know Bill Marshall helps out with our service awards that we hand out during the all-star game and right. recognize guys that have years of service. So there's just so many guys and coaches that help us get everything done. And, you know, it, it's a kind of a, just, a, it's a village, it's a village effort. It takes a lot of us to, to get things done to recognize people. And I'm just grateful that I can help serve in that capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And coach are mostly now, obviously the state championship awards and things of that nature and the, the service awards and stuff, those are not like voted on. Those are just a matter of fact. Uh, but uh, a lot of the other awards are actually voted on, and that most of that takes place in the uh, when uh, everyone's together at the executive uh, meetings. Is that correct yes, or not? That is correct. Correct. The okay. majority of those happen at the uh, at the state clinic on Friday morning. We have a board of directors meeting with all ten regions represented, right. with up to seven, seven uh, officers. And, and the majority of our voting takes place there. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, that, that the toughest part of my job when it comes to, to awards and helping out is uh, working through our scholarships. Right. Uh, and we try to award scholarships to uh, a, a son and daughter of, of coaches that's uh, coached and been members of our association for at least three years. And the quality of, of applicants each year just blows me away. Um, we've got a committee that uh, we we, we kind of keep it, I guess, kind of a, a, a silent committee that they get involved and help vote. But by far, that is the toughest job, I think, that I have in, in doing the awards. Right. Is that they're all deserving, uh, these young people that are going to go on and do amazing things. But um, for the longest time, Hub Etchison, who is one of the founding fathers of our association, right. uh, the, the scholarship was in honor of him. And then this is the second year that we're awarding a Joe Goodman scholarship as well. Now, and so now it's to the point we've built it where there's two male and two female winners. Right. Now, is that it's not just based on academics. There's a whole picture is involved in that. Is that correct? It, that is correct. It's a whole picture, um, academic, community service, leadership, um, everything, right. playing ability like in the sports that they've been involved with. Right. Um, so, yes, it is, it, there's, it's a well-rounded of five, five to seven criteria that we use. But you, you, can pick almost, you can pick everyone that applies. They're, they're just unbelievable. Right. It, those are hard phone calls to make and tough letters to write. Sure, uh, sure. You know, on the, to let the ones know that they didn't get it. But it's also a huge blessing when you get a chance to call those young men and women and let them know that they've won the award as well. All right. Very good. 
All right, if Coach. I'm not mistaken, uh, Bob, uh, did Cordell win that award one year? I, yes, my son Cordell was able, was yes. fortunate enough to win, win that award one time, and, and my right. daughter Lindley uh, was also okay. a winner. Cool. And and so it, that's a huge blessing. It's a tremendous honor for them, and I know it's something that they'll cherish for the rest of their lives. Right. Right. And obviously, I mean, it's. Um, I mean, the boys, they need to be football players. Um, obviously, the girls aren't, but I suppose they could be. But m- most um, cases, they aren't, correct? It, 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 and the males don't even need to be football players. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't uh, know that. Yes, so it's just that the main criteria is is that their, their, their father has been a member for at least three years in our association. And that uh-huh. obviously, uh, the majority of our uh, – recipients are multi-sport athletes right oh yeah we're just involved in so many things Mm -hmm. um and and so it's it's really really tough and i know we've got a lot of guys that have served on that committee through the years and it's it's just amazing the young people that are our coaches and their families have turned out right right and you probably get all kinds of different nominations i would guess so yes yeah absolutely great great number yeah so well, Coach, that's a, you know, like you said, that's a big job, and it's a, something that's a, a tough one at times. But like you said, they're so well-received and so appreciated by uh, the kids that are honored with these uh, those different scholarships. And, of course, they're scholarships that are in honor of two incredible guys, Hub Etchison, of course, and, uh, of course, Joe, Coach Goodman. Um, you know, these are guys that are just, uh, you know, we're proud and I'm sure are proud of uh, these kids that get these awards in their name. And, and, and the gentlemen that, you know, our, just our association wouldn't be the same without the input that they gave and, and to have their names attached to it really speaks volumes about the character and who they are. Absolutely. And that was Coach Bob Prescott. He's the head coach at the Huntington North Vikings. And uh, Coach Prescott uh, playing a major role, major role in a number of different uh, areas. And as far as it goes to the Indiana Football Coaches Association, You just heard about the awards and all the different awards that are handed out and that he is, in fact, in charge of that. There are many more facets of how Coach Prescott helps out the IFCA, and we'll be bringing uh, those to you from time to time as we continue with our uh, Indiana Football High School uh, All-Star podcast. We'll be back and wrap things up right after this. Almost every business uses promotional products to let everyone know about their business. Coffee mugs, ink pens, keychains, just about anything you can imagine. WILE is all about promotion. That is why we are excited to introduce our new business, Big Cat Promotions. With over 50,000 products available, Big Cat Promotions can deliver what you want, when you want it, and make it affordable and effective. Call us today, 268-9830 or 551-5916. Remember, our business is to promote your your business and welcome back once again everybody and we just finished up with uh, some interesting facts and figures coach from coach bob prescott and he's head coach at huntington north high school of course and he serves the ifca in so many different ways we just talked about the awards that uh, he's in charge of that sees uh, sees that everyone gets different awards and there's a bunch of them uh, but there's much more to coach bob prescott than just that yeah, I think uh, right now, if I if I had to say, you know, after Lance Lance thirty five years, Dave Lance thirty five years with the IFCA, uh, the three most important people in the IFCA right now are Bob Gaddis, 
the executive director, the assistant executive director, and uh, master of all trades, Jason Simmons. And uh, the third one would be Bob Prescott because he does the awards. He's got something to do with the clinic. He's got something to do with the banquet, uh, uh, the all-star banquet. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So works with uh, the website some too. uh, Yeah. That, and that part, uh, no question about it. Uh, You know, he was the guy that, that developed the, uh, during the pandemic, how we voted uh, and it voted online and it was uh, grief to me, but, uh, you know, he figured it out and was the man that was really responsible for it. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, very gracious, uh, very uh, serving heart kind of guy. No question. And that's true with all these uh, guys. These guys are leaders of the IFCA here. They just, uh, you know, have a, a limitless energy in helping out the uh, Indiana Football Coaches Association to help improve our sport statewide. No question. I agree with that 100%. I could call Bob Prescott right now and say, hey, Bob, I need this. And he'd say, I'll be there in 30 minutes. Right, right. You know. Absolutely. That's what we're looking for. Absolutely. All right, Coach. Uh, And then, of course, uh, you know, we had before Coach Prescott, we had um, Coach Stevens on. Um, Here's a guy that won four state championships, runner-up three times. I mean, he is just, uh, that's a pretty remarkable record. No question. He, you know, if you can be, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can be uh, kind of uh, miss, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for here? I just think he's underappreciated, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. If you can be underappreciated with four state championships and three runner-ups, <laughs> yeah. then he is. Right. Uh, but I think he got all this done probably with less talent than most people who have four state championships and have been there seven times. Yeah. I just think, you know, and when you listen to him talk, uh, it's very simple. Uh, it's number one, number two, and number three. This is how you do it. Right. And uh, you're tough, and let's go. Well, I mean, there was no, there's no thrills. Yeah, he was also such an innovator. I mean, you mentioned the fact that he's one of the first guys, if not the first, actually bring uh, some of his athletes into uh, clinics to demonstrate different things there. He was definitely first uh, as far as it goes to getting uh, um, the uh, students of the uh, his athletes, football players involved in uh, what we call it zero hour at Warsaw, but it's a time where athletes, in this case football players, can be involved in the weightlifting programs and stuff. He even had Coach Dullahan come in and take a look at his program, the things that he had set up to do that. So the man was not only a great coach, but he was a great innovator. Yeah. And uh, so well-respected, everybody, you know, looks at Chuck and, uh, you know, they just appreciate whatever he got done. No question about it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was a great interview. A couple of uh, really uh, nice interviews there and uh, uh, giving us some insight there as coach Stevens did. And then of course, coach Prescott, and just, uh, you know, continues to give and give and give to the IFCA and to uh, all the coaches across the uh, across the entire state of Indiana. All right, Coach, let's talk about what's uh, going to uh, be coming up uh, here as far as it goes to next week. First of all, have we mentioned uh, the playoff scores this no, week? No, no, no. I don't know talk if we have that. or not. No, let's go through okay. them again. Okay, all right. 3A, Carmel. 13, coached by Jim Belden, 
and Hobart seven by Donnie Howe. And Hobart Scott Freckleton was the uh, Mental Attitude Award. Now, the first few times that Hobart came down to state, and they came down a whole bunch now, uh, the first few times they were not successful. But they kept at it and kept at it, and eventually they'll win four state championships. Right. 2A was won by, excuse me, go ahead. I'm just saying the Brickies, yeah, they were just, I mean, when I was first started teaching up in the northwest part of the state in Lowell, Indiana, Hobart was uh, so well-known and just, you know, they're a powerhouse in football. Yeah, they, they controlled the whole area up there. You know, the Duneland Conference at that time, I don't think they're into Duneland now, but no. back then they were, and uh, and Don Howe decided that uh, this is the way it was going to be, and that's the way it was as a Brickie. Right. And even the guys that uh, – that drove uh, trains, uh, train engines by there during ball games would stop and watch the game and toot the horn. Uh, I mean, it was like uh, it was the show in the northwest part of the state of Indiana. No sure. question about it. Absolutely. Okay, the 2A was won by Chuck Stevens and right. the Franklin Central Flashes, uh, 19 to 13 over Jim Andrews and the Northwood Panthers. Right. And the Northwood Panthers, Kevin Muller, was the Mental Attitude Award winner. Mm-hmm. And then in 1A, who started his reign of terror, do you think? Oh, and it, yeah, and it continues. Coach Bud Wright. Coach Bud Wright won his first state championship. He won 27 to nothing over North Judson and head coach Russ Radke. Wow. Which is not the first time. It's the first time, but it's not the last time that those two will meet in the state championship. Right. And Sheridan will have for, again, a mental attitude award winner in Jeff Greer. So, right. uh, you know, there's some heavyweights. Oh, my. There's some heavyweights that uh, won the playoffs in uh, 1980. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, speaking of heavyweights, Coach, we got a heavyweight that's going to be um, in our uh, next show um, next uh, week from Monday, and uh, that's a gentleman that you're very familiar with. Yeah, Coach uh, Don Bungie, uh, still call him Coach. He's almost 97 years old. Uh, he's slowing down a little bit, but uh, still sharp as a tack, and uh, he went to Bremen in 1953 or 54, and uh, has been there ever since. And uh, he has decided, he decided a long time ago that he was going to be in Bremen. Mm-hmm. He was not interested in going anywhere else. And uh, I'm, I'm sure everybody who lived there, everybody that played there, everybody who went to school there mm-hmm. can, uh, can say, hey, I'm sure glad he did that because he was one of the best teachers also yep. in the high school. Yep. Coach That's- John Bungie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a great uh, interview there with Coach. And uh, then, of course, uh, we're going to get a little bit more information from what we call the director's chair, Coach Bob Gaddis. We're going to have him on uh, for another segment uh, from his interview uh, that we conducted. Uh, And, uh, of course, uh, being the executive director of the Indiana Football Coaches Association, uh, we can pretty much hang on about every word that he's got to say. And, uh, you know, we'll also be talking about uh, some uh, things that are going to be happening here in July. Yeah, they, uh, we're going to have an all-star game. Right. Uh, we didn't have one a year ago. Obviously, everybody knows that. But uh, 
through the diligence of Jason Simmons, for the most part, uh, in Anderson University, uh, we're going to have an all-star game at Anderson University. And the game will be on July 9th. Now, we will have uh, Bob Gaddis's pet project, Back to Football, the 8th and 9th. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. And I would assume that he'll talk about that uh, when we interview him a little bit. But, right. uh, you know, uh, things are really looking up and uh, see if we can get we get a lot of people in Anderson, Indiana on July the 9th. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the, uh, the coaches, Clank, are back to football. That's still going to be uh, around, Sher- or around the, uh, the Sheridan there in Indianapolis. Is that correct? Well, there, there will be, but there's also going to be some uh, things in Anderson connected with it. Okay. But uh, when, when we go indoors, I think, yeah, the, you know, the coaches will be staying at the uh, Sheridan uh, where we're at all the time. And, right. You know, it's, uh, it's just, it's, you got to make do with what you got. Sure. And uh, we're just excited as we could be that we've got an all-star game. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And all of those things that will be going into that. And again, a uh, tremendous amount of work by a number of people uh, spearheaded by our leaders to get uh, get that done and, uh, you know, keep things moving in the right direction for Indiana high school football. And I know one guy, no longer with us, but his spirit is with us always, uh, and he would be very excited about the fact, and he's from uh, uh, Tell City, Indiana. Yeah, boy, he'd be really excited this week because now he can hang out with football people. No doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, Coach, it's been a good show as usual, and uh, we got another big show coming up, uh, as we do, post one weekly. And uh, we want to encourage everyone to tune in, tell everybody about it, uh, and get a chance to listen to, the really, the these legends in Indiana high school football that, uh, you know, week after week we get a chance to talk to them and talk to the leadership of the IFCA, talk to the leadership of the IHSAA, and all these different folks that, uh, you know, are all contributors and make things happen in uh, uh, the football in the state of Indiana. So just remember. I think, I think we, excuse me, I think we ought to mention that this one, you uh, wrap this one up and post it, it will be number 14. Number 14, that's right. Number 14 will be completed. We'll just keep chipping away at it there. So So we want to encourage everyone that, uh, Life is kind of like the game of football. You get knocked down, you get yourself right back up and get right back at it. Uh, So we are happy that everyone's tuning in. We're getting positive results back from people telling us they're enjoying the show more and more. So we're glad uh, that everyone's doing that. And, uh, you know, it's just all our pleasure to be able to uh, bring you uh, these interviews with these legends from Indiana uh, high school football. So everyone have a fantastic week. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, what's coming up in the uh, uh, future weeks. And uh, thanks for tuning in, and everyone be safe out there.